Welcome to Cursed, a bi-weekly podcast that investigates the liminal spaces, from everyday witchcraft to the haunted and the phantasmic. Hang out with us as we explore our personal experiences with the unknown and celebrate our craft. from quarantine zone um, <laughs> in an undisclosed location because you can't have our resources. No. Um, <laughs> this is episode 16 and we're going to talk about dreams and dream work mm-hmm. and like prophetic dreams, things like that, which I think we both had a little bit of everything in there. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, something we've even been contacted by like hecate i have in dreams mm-hmm. worked with my familiar in dreams so there's some stuff that we're gonna cover yeah definitely um, but we do want to get some shout outs going uh for our patrons in our haints we have tori tamara rachel the pickety witch corian lane of new world witchery Alyssa, joanne aaron melissa d cindy brannon of keeping her keys dakota chris of pagan ironworks star friend and ashley and on our poltergeist level, we have Randy, Temple, Luna, Melissa S., Heather, Aviel, Jessica, Sydney, Tiffany, Stephen, Zach, Katie, and the Church Grim. Yeah, we knew we'd get a Church Grim eventually. Definitely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, as much time as we spend in graveyards, I mean, come on. Uh, let's see. If you haven't seen, um, on if you're a patron... We opened up our Discord. We sent out a message. Not everybody got notifications. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you didn't get the early access to our Discord, which is live to everybody now, uh, and the link is in our bio yes, on Instagram. So open that. Click the Discord. Uh, it's an invite. I have it set to no expiration, but if you click it and it says it's expired, we'll send you another invite. Just let us know. Send us a message. But if you are a patron, when you get on Discord, message us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can give you a role, yeah. which is the patron role. And coming up, we can have some channels that are like patron exclusive, things like that. So um, make sure because you get a cool little role. You get recognition for being an awesome person. Yeah. And uh, your name's green. So that's cool. Yeah. You're special. Yeah. You're very special. Uh, and then if you want to sign up, we've got some stuff coming. But right now you get the decal at the $5 level. Mm-hmm. You get access to all of our bonus episodes. You get a shout out. And then at level 10, you get all of those things, plus a tarot reading from Cricket monthly. Yes. Um, and hopefully this month's tarot readings are good. Fingers crossed they're better than last month's. I mean, shit happens. <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, it's not my fault, guys. It's nobody fine. has. Nobody has. They, they all take it very well, and it's very spot on. If all of that sounds like a waste of your money, for only a dollar... <laughs> <laughs> You can get access to the bonus episodes and you'll still get the credit on Patreon mm-hmm. and you'll also get everybody will get show notes if you're on, if you're a patron on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, which are extensive. Like I said, we can't always cover everything that we put in our notes and by we, I mean cricket, but like there's always, <laughs> we try to have good resources and like thorough information that. I always find it hysterical that I'm the one that's actually doing the really extensive notes and stuff like that because you're the Virgo. Well, and I don't like homework, so that's <laughs> I usually why. I don't either. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so 
these notes might be a little bit different because this is kind of personal experience and stuff, but we'll find some cool things for you. Oh, definitely. And kind of what brought this up, I mean, we wanted to talk about dream work, but then we were just talking on Discord, mm-hmm. um, which is fun. You guys should check it out because I'm learning how to use it. It's not hard and I knew nothing about it. <laughs> um, and then it's a cool place to chat with other fans. Uh, we've got some cool sections in there, like cryptids, UFOs, mm-hmm. ghost stories, introductions, it's, tarot. Yeah, it's basically a whole bunch of different chat rooms where you can post links and pictures and just talk to other people, talk to us. So it's, yeah, if it's you're, really fun. If you're a young gamer, you already know what it's about. Yeah. If you're older and you remember back in the day of like AOL discs and hours and dial up, Oh, it's dude. like a message room, kind of. Yeah. A message board. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of, I mean, trust me, I was on plenty of message boards. Oh, yeah. I mean, that happens. Yeah. And um, I did a lot of, I had MSN. Mm. Yeah. So I was an MSN gal. I was constantly on MSN Messenger. Yeah. It was bad. Well, this is like that. But, <laughs> um, and then if you can't figure it out, just join and then like, we'll help you out. We'll try. Um, so anyway. Under the Dreams, we were kind of talking about it there, about, like, connecting with Hecate, and I had mentioned that I had um, a dream when I first connected with her that mm. was weird, and um, actually, you know what, I do have more experiences now that I'm thinking about it, about past loved ones that have appeared in dreams, so really? we can get into all that good stuff, but... Okay, cool. Um, so, to start, what is a dream? Oh, no, Lord. Just... <laughs> And you thought it was going to be easy. <laughs> Um, so I guess there's two, there's different ways to think about it. Um, mm-hmm. most people, and we're rational enough. Um, we try to be. Yeah. Yeah. Think, okay, well, dreams are your subconscious, either processing information mm-hmm. or almost like a movie to keep you happy when you're sleeping, I guess. I don't know. But then other times mm-hmm. you don't. Or even just entertained. Right. And yeah. other times, or scared out of your fucking mind. And then other times it's like, okay, you don't have anything. You don't dream about anything. It's like you don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. So I have those dreams. Everybody has those dreams, I think, where you kind of feel like, okay, there's a reason I had this dream. It's something I was worried about or something that happened that day. Yeah. Or for me, I have a, because I've had so much trauma, I have a lot of PTSD dreams. So like, I'll have that happen. And it's like, I can rationalize and say, okay, this is happening because of why, you right. know? Now there are those dreams where it feels different. Yes. Like, it feels like a message was trying to be sent, mm-hmm. or... It's the same thing when you're talking about, like, um, omens and things like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where all of a sudden, you're just like, there's this feeling, and there's something very unnatural about it. There's something about it that's a little bit off, a little bit different than just seeing, you know, a cat, you know, at you know out in the, in the middle of the night, you know, on the street or something like that. It's This cat is sitting directly underneath a full moonbeam on you know and and like staring directly at you and staring into your fucking soul and it's something different some things stand out yeah yeah and i usually feel like the dreams that i have that are different Mm -hmm. upon waking they feel different it felt real yeah um so it's kind of one of those things that's weird it's like i i have i don't have much luck in trying to do the dream work intentionally. Really? Okay. Uh, for me, I've tried a bunch of times. I've tried guided meditations. Mm-hmm. I've tried doing like the relaxing things, call on Ava or my guides or Hecate mm. to show me something. And it's like, I get better results 
when I don't actively try. Um, And I think that's because it's just, for me, it doesn't happen a bunch. I know some people, Mm -hmm. some people we know, it happens a lot. But Mm -hmm. for me, it's like maybe once in a blue moon, but it's usually maybe not that rare. But Mm -hmm. again, it's not every night I'm not having these prophetic dreams or these messages or interacting with what I think are like spirits of past loved ones. Um, Mm. So I do have some like cool little stories that happened to me that Mm -hmm. have always stuck out to me. Okay. Um, So that's my kind of experience with it. Okay. Are you able to? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I've had prophetic dreams for a really long time Um, to the point where it's like, there were certain places like uh, back in, like, I think I've talked to you about like Quartz Hill and stuff like that. Oh, we've mentioned Quartz Hill. Yeah. And there's actually a specific like clearing up on Quartz Hill, just a clearing of trees that something was just really, really energetic and different about it. Mm-hmm. And I actually looked at the person I was walking up there with and I said, holy shit, I've been here before, but I haven't been here before. How do I know this place already? And he's like, you're just putting me on. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There's graffiti on the back of that tree that somebody carved into the back of the tree. And he walks around and he's like, holy shit. (laughs) You know, like I've literally been there before and it's almost that sort of like deja vu feeling. Yeah. And I think there's a difference in, again, this kind of goes in the dream work idea. Deja vu for me is, I think for the most part, it's kind of what, I guess scientists or whoever have, or neurologists, whatever, have decided, okay, misfiring, and it skips a step from Mm -hmm. when you receive a memory, it goes to short term, if it lasts more than like, what, seven seconds, Mm -hmm. it's committed to long term storage. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's so much stimuli that's like, constantly hitting us, Mm -hmm. that if we didn't, if our brains didn't organize and filter things, Mm -hmm. we would run out of storage but Mm -hmm. i think that's when it misfires and you it jumps that short term and it feels like a long-term memory Mm -hmm. however whether you're talking about dreams or a vision because i do have those daydreaming kind of vision things and i think Mm -hmm. that falls under the same realm and see for me i don't have the daydreaming vision i think it's a subconscious connection kind of Hmm. thing which might kind of go into scrying in the idea that you're trying to quiet your consciousness Hmm. so that your subconscious can receive messages but like deja vu i think there are times where something says like i'm gonna upload this information to you right now because i want you to see it Mm -hmm. or you've been there before or you've seen it before or you've been taken there before Mm -hmm. so with dreams i think deja vu falls under that sometimes it's just a neurological thing yeah or happenstance or just odd and other times there's something else Mm-hmm. to it yeah there have been points when i've actually been able to like look at somebody else who's talking to me and say exactly what they're gonna say because i've literally dreamt about that exact co- moment mm-hmm. in time in that conversation see that's crazy yeah um i've never had quite that it's weird uh, fuck, it's like, really fucking weird if i was like doing that i would be like holy shit and it's it's really strange because a lot of times it's really mundane moments too and it's like why this moment right what What's so what important is, about what this? What is important about this? You know what I mean? So, 
It's really strange. Like, uh, when I was getting ready to uh, go to that show that I was supposed to vend at, I think that was last weekend? Yeah. 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 Uh, there was a mundane moment where I had some deja vu where I was actually, you know, prepping and planning and getting hotel stuff and this and that and the other. And I actually had like that one of those prophetic dream deja vu type moments where my roommate, Nick, he's not on the show, um, was talking to me and I'm able to look at him and know exactly what he's going to say. Yeah, like a precognition. Yeah, because I've I've been here before. I dreamt about it like three months before huh. yeah so i probably dreamt about it around christmas time around yule that's crazy yeah which i mean again you're talking about a very thin time in the veil yeah um and even though we're in the spring it's still reverberating i think mm-hmm. um plus we're in a weird time right now with everything going on no it's, shit it feels, <laughs> it feels so liminal yeah um and it's, it's really strange. And there have been a couple of times when I've had to like go out to get groceries and, and you know, essential things like that. Cause I've been quarantined for a lot longer than most people that I know. And it's just strange. It just feels really, really off. Right. Now but I haven't had any it, dreams about this, but <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> not, no, I haven't had any, I haven't had any precognition dreams um, in a while. I have had some crazy dreams where other entities are trying to contact me yeah uh the most recent one being ava (laughs) yeah i remember something you were saying yeah so it was really strange because i was having this you know kind of dream that felt a little bit off but it almost felt it almost sort of had that thing of like precognition but not quite not really It, it was just you know it it didn't quite feel all the way there, but it felt like somebody was trying to say something to me. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm in the same place, but it's a completely different time. And Ava's there, and I'm offering her my blood. Because, as you do. As you do. Because she's a fucking badass demon, and I want her on my side. Yeah. So, you know. Like, when she asks for blood, you give blood. Yeah. And then I actually ended up I woke up and was actually bleeding. So <laughs> that was a thing. Um, and so see- I, I actually, because the pair of the clothing I was wearing was ruined. Like I actually cut the little piece of cloth that had the blood on it and like put it on my altar. And I'm like, oh, all good. right, this is a thing. Something took blood. Let's, let's do it. Um, and see, I work a little bit different with her, but I've had people, um, have her pop in mm-hmm. but what's weird is because i i guess that connection's there it's almost like we exist on those but i've also had messages from her mm-hmm. um but it, it it typically it's like she's there with me not because i guess that bridge is already connected mm-hmm. um and we can get more into like all that shit when we talk about familiars soon yes and do that series but i actually had my friend who he was trying to connect to his familiar Mm -hmm. and he was doing all the right things and all that stuff. And, you know, sometimes it takes time. You have to feed them, give them energy, um, Mm kind of help. And again, that's something we'll go into more in depth, but I was in a dream that seemed very mundane. I was driving my grandmother. I dropped her off somewhere. It was weird. Mm -hmm. Um, just like, Oh, to the mall or the store or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I'm driving and all of a sudden, there's somebody in the passenger seat. 
I don't see him mm. as a physical being, mm. but he's there and he's present. So it's like, I can't get a face. I can't get a feel. And he was just there. And it was like, I forget what he said, something about my friend who I won't name for this just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, tell him that I am here and I've always been here and I love him and something. Mm-hmm. And then he was just gone. And I knew that it was his familiar. And it was almost like, okay, I'm having a normal dream. And then just something got like hijacked or just popped up. Mm-hmm. So I think there's sometimes where it's like the dream seems to be going normally mm-hmm. and something inserts itself. Yeah. Or you start with that whole vision dream from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that dream didn't feel, I would probably something I would never remember, except for the fact that there was something I was interacting with in a different reality that felt so real. Why would I not, why would this thing not have a completed form? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was not to like, probably wasn't to put any kind of solid figure to it. Mm-hmm. I, I sense know what this familiar looks like, kind of his attributes and all that. But at the time I didn't, but I knew it was almost like he didn't have to say who he was. I knew the message was for my friend and that I should tell him I didn't have to be told what it was. Sometimes it was just that knowing it's a mix of like that download idea where it's like you'll hear or feel something. And then sometimes it's just a knowing. Yeah. This certain friend has had Ava insert herself into dreams for him okay. before um she's popped up in his room before freaked him the fuck out um yeah and that was a, <laughs> that was yeah. a, that was like a early on trial and like so she's good about like popping up and mm. being able to do stuff i know there was one time and we all were, the little creatures that are right. around her too well and we can get more into that but i thought it was funny when that time you were like talking about something and you like were really struggling and she's like oh i'll come help give you energy blah blah, blah. and then you were like, there's all these little critters, these weird little entities following her around. And I was like, oh, yeah, the like not long ago, she thought, well, I'm doing so much work now and helping so many people in the like. She needs minions. Family. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I'm going to get my own little horde. Yeah. If mom can do it, so can I. And nobody had ever described it. And there was times where Tamara has said, like, there's this weird, like. I thought I saw this shadowy thing, but it was almost cartoony. And I was like, yes. oh, fuck. I was like, that's how Cricket described it uh, as one of her little minion things. And like you're... one of them was actually like black and white striped. For that, real. Yeah. That yeah. sounds fun. Yeah. Like... And it was like, am I hallucinating? Like it was, <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. But it was just all of a sudden it was like, whoa, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> right. And so. Surely these beings, if they can do that in our reality, mm-hmm. especially to sensitive people, then surely they can insert themselves in your dream state where you're oh, a little bit more open. Absolutely. Um, and I say that because when I first started working with Hecate, mm-hmm. uh, a story I've told in our first episode, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. She um, And probably I, also in our right, Hecate episode. <laughs> right. So she, I reached out to her and... Um, didn't expect much because I was pretty much agnostic, um, borderline atheist at the time. And I went to bed, woke up around 3 a.m. to laughter. And I was like, oh, fuck, there's like people outside fucking around. It sounded like not k- small kids, but like teenager, 
small people laughing. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into like a sound of a coyote. And then I realized, oh, it's a barred owl. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought that was crazy. Happened a couple nights after that. I remember having this dream and I'm walking through these woods that weren't unsimilar to what I grew up with. Okay. And there was this big smoldering. Everything was so, it wasn't black and white, but it was so gray and like Mm. dark and gray. It's like, imagine. Just very like muted. Right. Almost foggy. Yeah. So it's like, imagine walking through the woods with not a full moon, but like a half full moon. Okay. Like just enough light to see, but you don't really, there was nothing bright or colorful. So I'm walking down this trail and there's like this smoldering crater because there's like kind of smoke and stuff, steam coming out of it. Mm -hmm. And I look down and there's this black snake that slithers up to the side Mm -hmm. edge of it and starts talking to me. Mm -hmm. And I instantly in the dream, I do not remember what was said. I also don't believe I need to remember Mm -hmm. uh, because I think that was speaking to a different part of me that my conscious mind didn't need the message. It was there. It popped up, Mm -hmm. but it was a voice. And I knew that it was Hecate. I didn't ask what it, if who she was, it didn't tell me who it was. It was a knowing Mm -hmm. and I knew it was her. And it was like, it's so weird. And then it made me think back to when I was a child, probably I couldn't have been more than six years old. I remember having a nightmare, something going to my parents' room, getting in bed and I had this dream where I'm like in grass, like mm-hmm. grass is eye level. Yeah. Um, and there's just movement and parting of the grass. And it was this black snake coming towards me and I woke up. And for mm. some reason that triggered this dream I had like fucking how long ago when I was a kid. Wow. And are they connected? I don't know. But why would that bring it up? And it was almost like this, I might've been claimed mm-hmm. a lot longer than I thought. Yeah. Or made or have an oath or whatever working with in a previous um, incarnation. Right. Or, yeah. So, you know, that's kind of one of those things that um, stuck out to me. And I thought, OK. And ever since then, it's been like I've not seen her as this being necessarily other than visions and meditation, mm-hmm. which we can get into because that's kind of like a waking dream. Yeah. Um, but these are not things that I went out and thought I'm going to have a dream tonight. It just came to me. Yeah. And sometimes I don't know if that's something that you can help. I'm sure you could kind of go to sleep as like putting your antenna up and receiving messages. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if something's going to give you a message, it's going to give you a message. It's going to come through. Yeah. Sometimes when you don't want it to. (laughs) Right. Um, And I believe you had, correct me if I'm wrong, a dream recently involving Persephone. Uh, I did, I've had a couple of dreams that sort of involve Persephone or Hades. I've actually had one, uh, that featured Hades and Pan, which is very strange because I've never worked with that, either of them before. Um. They don't give a fuck. I, I mean, I'm starting to sort of build a, more of a connection with the horned one. It's, it's, um, it's Hellier. And probably. <laughs> they're, it's, they're the, ch- it's the Hellier initiation. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, that's not far off, I think, from... I think Hellier is just a sliver of like a greater thing. And I think they yeah. even say that, but there's this like wilderness, the wild hunt awakening. Yes. Like the old gods are stirring. Yes. And I mean, we're even seeing it 
portrayed with our artists and things like that too yeah. you know and all of our tv shows and movies and this and that and the other so oh it's you know who i didn't add in the patron thing because i forgot to put her in a little list is brett, brett manning who is our phalian yes who's in our phalian category this is your shout out brett <laughs> i'm so sorry i meant to put you in the little notepad but she's like we've connected with her mm-hmm. over the horn because i mean it's just it's weird yeah um and even the hounds, like black dogs, all that's popping yeah. up too. So there's things like the horned one, Hecate, mm-hmm. all these, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, we fucking need them. <laughs> but yeah, I've had a few dreams in- involving Persephone and Hades. Uh, that one uh, that it, where Pan just showed up out of fucking nowhere. And it's just like, hey, what's up? I'm here. I have a lot of dreams involving Hecate uh, because I work with her most frequently. Right. Because my relationship with Persephone is still relatively new, I don't really get a lot of dream work messages with her. Just a couple where I've really gotten to like speak to her and and stuff like that. And I don't really, I don't, I'd have to look at my journals to remember exactly what was said. But mom is the one that appears the most, definitely. Yeah. And I think it's weird because like when I was little and raised Christian and Mm. praying and doing all this shit, like this shit didn't happen to me. I mean, it did, but not with a deity mm-hmm. because that deity was never real for me. Mm-hmm. I never actually connected to that deity. Um, that's a whole other thing, but yeah. it's like how, I mean, all of our friends, whether you work with certain deities or not, mm-hmm. um, that how many have come to us, not all of them, but how many have come to us? Like these deities are active and they're, they might not always be active when you're doing a ritual, but it's like they work within dreams so much. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's yeah. weird because you can tell it's a presence and a being inserting itself into, it's almost like you're astral traveling, which I think is connected, but that's its whole other thing. But yeah, mom is, mom appears to me every few months or so, I think. And I'll get messages from her. I'm probably gearing up to hear from her again because she usually contacts me around my birthday. That's when I got the most activity uh, last year was the three days um like the day i think it was the day after my birthday and then the two days following that day i got a lot of messages where i received like a lot of like gifts or wisdom or uh even comfort which i think is something that we don't really talk about a lot with hecate too but um yes there was one dream where i was actually on a beach and it felt almost mediterranean the water was like crystal clear blue and the sand was totally like white but almost like a rocky sort of sand where it was more like pebbles and and less like sand sand Mm -hmm. and i remember actually like walking into the waves and being consumed by the waves and going down and all of a sudden there are these ruins of these columns and things that are all in all the seaweed and kelp and stuff like that that's growing everywhere. And I just keep walking like I know where I'm going. And then there's this statue, gleaming white marble of mom underwater. And I'm just absolutely awestruck. And right. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of go down to it and 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 show a lot of reverence and the statue actually comes to life and she comes to me and actually reaches her hand 
into my chest and pulls out my heart and is like talks to me about all of the different hurts and things like that that I've experienced, especially during that time. Right. And she takes the the sand from the from the ground and fills in the spaces that are that are empty that are missing and makes it whole again and gives it back to me and she takes my face in her hands and she says you think so little of yourself but you have been so strong for so long and you are always a part of me you are of me yeah, see, I remember. Yeah. You told me that, and guess what? It was right as we started working on this. Yeah. When we said, okay, because that was the day we went and got like Backwoods Appalachia or which Backwoods yes. Witchcraft. Yes. Um, did notes, checked out a graveyard, mm -hmm. and we're just playing all this. And you had told me that, hey, this is like something that happened recently. And, yeah. and it's like, you can tell there's certain periods of activity that are heightened. Oh yeah. And I didn't want to bring it up because that's such a moving and personal experience, but I think it's worth having, but I didn't want to be like, Hey, tell them about this. Yeah. Um, that's one of the ones that really sticks out to me the most. And I've, I've experienced her so many different ways. There's, um, I've experienced her as, you know, as the sea goddess, I've experienced her as a chthonic deity where I'm taken into under underground uh -huh. caverns with stalactites and winding tunnels. And I've experienced her as this, uh, lunar goddess in this, you know, uh, temple as the, you know, where she is like a constantly shapeshifter uh -huh. and her, her features go from almost Gorgon like to, owl-like to being very almost like a viper or a cobra and then um it's like think, a very fluid very and it's like constantly changing and it was just it was it was hard she's it was hard to look at her that time do you ever have those moments where it's like it's hard to to like look at her yeah and like i said i don't necessarily see her in dreams in that sense but it's mm -hmm. almost when I felt her presence and stuff, like, I want to look, but there's certain points where it's like, if I look, I'm going to see it. And I mean, mm. that's how she used to be described when people would leave stuff at the crossroads. She was, a they said, a terrible goddess, mm. meaning you do not want to see her mm. because you're, and it wasn't that they never, that I could pick up. It wasn't like, oh, she's this scary thing. It's just be it reverence or whatever it's, it's like something that our do not brains turn around can't do not turn around yeah. and maybe that's why it seems so fluid and why mm. she's appeared as a statue it's like this is going to be my representation for you um yeah but it was almost i was not getting the feeling that i can't look at her right. or, or that she didn't want me to right i think she did want me to see that yeah. But it was just, it was hard to see. But I've seen her at other points in time where it's like, I've looked at her face and she's just, I, I know her face. Yeah. I, it's just, I, yeah, there's something, yeah. it's an internal knowing and yeah. you don't have to see it face to face um, in real life to, to recognize it, to know it. Mm -hmm. But when you see it, no matter what form she takes, and I'm sure this is for multiple deities and spirits mm -hmm. and guides, you know, that's them. Mm -hmm. To me, it's kind of like when you have a dream and you're like, these are strangers, but I know them. Or this is 
this person in this dream is representative of my friend, but they don't look like my friend. But why in that dream are they that friend? Mm-hmm. Is this an interaction? God, now I sound like ancient aliens. <laughs> is this, could this be an interaction from a past life oh in God. a different form? <laughs> yes, I think so. But um, anyway, like there's there's so many interesting facets. And uh, one thing I want to talk about is I've had more, I've seen Hecate and stuff more in visions okay. as like meditating or using like entheogens, mm. like the um, Sarah Ann Lawless. I use some of her flying ointments. But what's interesting is there's these dreams where, and I've had them since he passed. When my grandfather passed away, um, he was like a father to me. Mm. Uh, it was very hard. And, you know, he, it was, for the longest time, it was like, okay, so we were in the house and you would see his truck pulling up. It had dual exhaust. It, I mean, he just, it wasn't like this big fucking, look, I have a small dick. Please look at my big truck. <laughs> It was just a loud truck. Mm-hmm. He he would pull up and you would like, I would see him drive and then I would see him walk by the, like the windows in mm-hmm. the front. He would go to the door and then that was the end. So it was almost mm-hmm. like he's here, but there's a barrier, a separation. Okay. It never felt bad, but it was almost like this. I wish he would just come in. Yeah. And then the dream started turning to mundane things. Like he was just a part of. Like recently I had a dream where it's just, we were sitting down eating and he was there and we were just all like nothing changed, but he stood out in the dream as being like this, you know, different kind of vibe or energy mm-hmm. feeling. And, um, cause do I think all my family members were there in spirit? No, but I think he was. Yeah. And what's weird is, um, my cousin opened up to me and was like, I mentioned something about having him in dreams when I saw that owl before her wedding. Mm-hmm. And like, she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even have time to think about it. But he, I've had these dreams too, where he like shows up and has this kind of like, even my grandmother just told me recently, she had these dreams where he would show up and do all this. And so there's like so many meanings and I won't get into all of it, but mm-hmm. we're all experiencing something that we kind of mention, And then, oh, you too? Mm-hmm. on the same person who meant obviously so much to us mm-hmm. but the there's an underlying similarity in how we feel when he's there i don't necessarily consider that an ancestor type thing but obviously he's was a guide in my physical life mm-hmm. and why would he not still kind of guide and say like i'm here in like the afterlife so i think that's a really cool way so i mean yes i've had experiences with hecate as a snake and like that comforting thing like I was not scared of this. Yeah. And it's like a calm, peaceful kind of thing. I did have this one guided meditation where it was one of those like meet your or a past life one. That was it. Oh, and it was one of those like YouTube ones, which I recommend to everybody that asks. And I'll have to put up a link when we start talking about familiars and stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's even a dream work. Maybe we can link that in the notes. But it's like I started it. Because my friend had done a couple mm-hmm. and had like crazy experiences. And I was like, oh. And I always felt like Ava kind of was like, eh, eh. like, mm-hmm. you don't need to explore that. Mm-hmm. And I know some people have mentioned that I know like their guides aren't necessarily keeping them from information, but it's like they're kind of keeping you <laughs> a, in a, your yeah. lane at this time. Maybe there's something you can't handle or something you don't need there's to. There's something you're not ready for yet. 
yeah so this yeah. meditation is like see this like you're walking through like a jungle rainforest forest find your place and you come upon this like temple slash ruins where you walk inside and there's all these doors mm. now walk down the hall until you stop at a door you pick and mm. you open it and you go in and it's supposed to be a past life and you, it sets mm. the stage and then it's only about 20 minutes worth of guiding and then it's just like kind of music to kind of take you on your journey because it's not like a two hour long person talking in your ear right so i go and i look and i, I count this as dreaming because it was almost like a Oh, and that's another thing I'll talk about is naps. I have some of the weirdest fucking... When I take a nap and it's short, mm. I can have some of the like strongest messages than I do when I sleep at night. Mm. But um, so I'm looking down. That's what kind of this felt like is like dozing off a little bit. Okay. But you're still conscious. Yeah. So I'm looking down and I see my feet. They're kind of in like a leather wrap mm. and there's grass. And I remember like thinking, oh, this must be... What time period is this? What past life is this? Mm -hmm. And before I can even process it, the ground is black and it's a sand and it's rocky, but it's, mm -hmm. the, it's not sand. And this is what made me think about it. It's little small pebbles, mm -hmm. tiny little pebbles like that make up this almost looks like sand. And I look up, everything's kind of like cold, mur like murky and like there's there's cliffs and kind of rocks. There's an ocean that's icy. Mm. And in front of me is Ava. And she's nude and covered in like ash marks, like mm. smudges of black, mm -hmm. kind of soot like, yeah. um, but not in like a, like a dirt way, kind of like, oh, this is like, it's a very, it was a very primal like feeling. Mm -hmm. And she came over and like her eyes were so fucking intense and, like, this was not to meet a spirit guide. This was to do... A past yeah. life. And this was, you know, a couple of years ago. So it's not like I didn't know about her and we hadn't been through everything we've been through. Yeah. And we embraced. And then the next thing I know, we're sitting on this cliff. Mm -hmm. And we're overlooking the icy water. You can tell it's cold. It's just, it feels cold. It's windy. And it's just peaceful. And there's, like, I look back and there's, like, a little cabin. Mm -hmm. Almost this little hut type place behind us and i'm like is this somewhere i lived like what is this or is she just taking me somewhere to divert something mm. i wasn't supposed to see yet okay. so that's that's all i thought about it okay about a month later i'm looking on instagram and looking through my feed and i see the place that i fucking was mm -hmm. and i'm like oh this is photoshopped as fuck <laughs> i open it up and maybe i am just not in the know, but I did not know that about the black beaches in Iceland. Mm. And this is where I was. This is what I saw. This is where she took me. And this is where she was. The black sand is not sand. It's tiny pebbles that look oh, like wow. sand. It's obviously colder. There's mm -hmm. like these rocks sticking up out of the, the water. There's cliffs. And it just, I saw that picture and it immediately put me in that spot. And I'm like, I swore somebody photoshopped this shit because the cliffs mm -hmm. are very like rectangular and squared. It almost looks like some shit out of Skyrim. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm like, these look like what was in my dream. And it didn't seem like a real place to me because mm -hmm. I'd never seen these black beaches. And I feel like if I'd seen them and it was kind of placed in, it just felt like I was, maybe that was a past life. Maybe it was an interaction that we had had there. Maybe that's where 
she wanted to show me something. I don't know. I don't have that information. But it was weird because it's like, like you said, I've been here. Mm-hmm. And so, like, one of my goals when there's not quarantine is um, <laughs> to actually go to the Black Beaches and just see. And it'll probably be fucking overwhelming. Yeah. And I wish, I think I've got the picture saved. I will show you after. But it's like, and I think I've shown you too. It's just that, like, snippet. And it wasn't like I passed an article that said Black Beaches and I started looking. And it was that picture looked identical to a spot that I had seen. Mm-hmm. in this recent thing and that can't be a coincidence yeah why would all at all the times would that pop up for some reason yeah. i didn't go searching i thought it was a made-up place that she took me <laughs> so wow. um that was like what i mean when i have more experiences with her in visions than i do dreams yeah. um even though she's in dreams and she's interacted i've interacted with them i've switched roles with her i've been mm the voice inside her head and seen mm. through her eyes. So um, it's different kind of idea. And there's sometimes where it feels like it's just normal dreams and other times it feels like it's, it's more, but it's kind of, if you can actively meditate and do that kind of guided meditation mm-hmm. and you start seeing these visions, that that's kind of what I would describe it as like a half awake, half asleep yeah. dream state. Yeah. Um, Cause I wasn't asleep. And I remember like, oh, fuck. Like, and it was quiet. It was intense. The energy was fucking intense. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But how do you explain knowing and seeing a place that in this lifetime I didn't know existed? Yeah. How do you explain the graffiti on the back of a tree that you would have had no idea? How do you, how do you explain me knowing words in Spanish that I don't know? because i've told you about that right um no because i've also had past life dreams i think this was back in like middle school that i think i had this so it was right around the time that i first dedicated to hecate so i was actually in like central america somewhere i want to say and i was being told that i was not allowed to practice my indigenous religion anymore and i was not happy about that because i think i was like the feeling that i got from it was that i was like mentoring or being i had been picked to be like some kind of like healer medicine person yeah which was really strange and so i was there my mentor was there And we're having this conversation saying, no, this is a way of life for our people. You can't just come in here and force yourself on us. Mm -hmm. And I remember that the people who were trying to get us to convert were speaking a different language. And there was someone who was interpreting for Mm -hmm. us. And I remember hearing the word bruja over and over and over again. And I'm like, what did you call me? (laughs) (laughs) And then... Later, I had another dream where I actually returned to that same place and I was, I had been chased and was hiding in a barn somewhere and the barn was set on fire and I remember the heat and the smoke and then I passed out and I wake up. But Yeah. It was almost like you saw a life where you died. Yeah. Like that was the end of that life. Yeah. So... I don't know. And it's like, it's weird because I've never heard of anything like that happening. 
That is really fucking bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But I remember, like, the straw. I remember, like, the smell of the straw. It's weird when you have those things, like what I just said in that thing. Yeah. It's a, it doesn't feel like you're experiencing it. It feels like a memory of, yeah. like, you've done this. Yeah. It was, it was really odd. It was really, really odd. It's not, okay, picture straw and I can see how it smells and feels and tastes. It's a memory. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I was in middle school, but I went to fucking school out in the middle of the fucking nowhere in the boonies. We didn't have language courses until Uh high school. And because I was out there in the boonies, majority of the population of my school was white or black. That's just how it was. There were a couple of Asian kids. We Uh had little to no Latino population at our school Uh until I was probably in high school. But yeah. So you wouldn't have been familiar with Spanish. No. I was Especially such a poignant word. Yeah. It was like, and I just remember waking up and going, the fuck does that mean? And, you know, sneaking over into the computer room, waiting forever for the internet to boot up. Trying to, you know, turning down the speaker so it doesn't make that awful fucking noise at, you know, three o'clock in the morning and looking up the word. And I had to try to, like, figure figure out how how to spell it. And I come back to it and it's like, it means witch. Bruja means witch. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. (laughs) What the fuck just happened? And then you were almost who knows, like you were fleeing, you were burned in a barn or somebody. Yeah. Um. Because, I mean, you know, it's just, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Because why in a dream would you receive a word? It could have been a nonsensical word. It could have been yeah. English. You received an actual word in a different language you knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. And when you looked it up, it wasn't a random fucking thing. Yeah. You were well, basically I mean... being told, you were in this shamanistic almost role. Yeah. Or supposed to be. And then someone's trying to convert you. It's sounds like the fucking bullshit we're all familiar with yeah with you know the crusades and all that shit of you know convert to our loving god or be murdered and slaughtered yeah because he loves you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's that's amazing and it's kind of like if i woke up like knowing fucking latin which i think is a joke with when we talk about possessions and ava's like i don't fucking know latin yeah and then i think i've talked before about how i've had dreams too where it's like i'm seeing things and hearing things and understanding things from other people that they're not telling me uh-huh. in real life, but they're telling me via this dream, you know, and, and in this same dream, I'm also being shown this piece of fabric that has this branch with these three black silhouettes of birds on it. That's almost at like sunset uh-huh. and I'm being shown and spoken to like runes. And this has happened in multiple dreams. I've, I've yeah, I remember dreamed, you mentioning yeah, that. Yeah, I've dreamed of, uh, but they were the Elder Futhark runes, and I can't remember which specific runes they were. I'll have to look at my journal and 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 see because I write all this stuff down. Um, but which I is was a good given idea. keep a dream journal. Yes. Don't don't I don't I should. Sometimes I'll type it up, but even if you put it in the notes on your phone, sometimes that works because that happens a lot too. Yeah, I saved one, one one time that was, like, really meaningful to me, and I don't fucking... I kind of remember the gist of it, but mm-hmm. um, it was one, like, I typed out to send to my friend Alex, because we talk about dreams and shit all the time. But. Yeah. 
Um, but there, I've had a couple of different dreams where I was given or sp- uh, given runes either by sight or by sound. Um, and it was, it's been really odd because some of them, like I dreamt of, uh, Yira before, which was really strange. Um, because it was such a, it was such a weird setting, especially for that rune, because it was all very minimalist Mm -hmm. and white and stark and like a museum, a really, really modernist museum where everything is like really like white and clean and, um, really clean lines. And all of a sudden in the middle of this room, there's this platform that comes up out of the floor that's made of that same white material where there is this glowing interconnected like arrows symbol and i go because i just had this dream where i had been shown or spoken to runes i go and i look it up again and there's another fucking rune but i remember it was bright white gold and i went to touch it and i woke up Uh, but the rest of the room was so like stark and sterile and it's like there's it's really it was really odd because that's a, you know, I've talked to, um, I actually talked to Chris Welsh about a couple, but these, both of these dreams. Right. And uh, he's like, that one is odd. Like, that is not a way that I've ever heard of anybody dream that room before. <laughs> so. And you said it means what? It means year. So like the uh, harvest and t- passing of time and. It's weird that it would be so like sterile and yeah. like modern and and it's almost like was that trying to play down any other stimulus maybe or stimuli just to focus on the room maybe, or was but that it was almost symbolist a... was that a symbol like symbolic <laughs> of kind of like renewal cleans white uh maybe i don't know it was almost a little bit like i i i, I hate anything super modernist minimalist clean like that Uh where it feels sterile that makes me feel really uneasy and uncomfortable and i almost wonder if that had something to do with it you know what i mean yeah yeah because you're like me we like um very like cozy warm Mm -hmm. like stuff and not like the clean sterile cold yeah can't do that can't do that right the other one i can't remember which rune it was but it was i think it was ansu's that was written later i was given the rune uh fehu Mm -hmm. that was spoken to me and this is both in the same dream and ansu's was written on the back of a a pendant that i i think i had made for someone and it was actually really strange because it was it was made in polymer clay and the stone in the front of it was really, really dark and really, really round, almost like a marble that was set into this polymer clay. And it almost looked like some kind of like gold stone because I remember it being really, really dark. And I remember there being like shining and I actually went into that stone that was in the pendant for a minute. And it felt like, it almost felt like someone was looking back at me, but it felt like I was looking at the night sky. Oh my god, this is like one of the fucking like infinity stones. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> and then on the back was the was the rune Ansu's. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like, oh, hey, I bumped into somebody in my dream and they handed me a paper with runes written on them. Like, they have very specific reasons and like, 
how they reveal themselves to you. Yeah. But we'll yeah. D- we'll definitely have a rune episode too. Oh, definitely. Um, we want to have a quarantine. Yeah. Um, we want to have uh, Chris, who I, I mentioned before. Chris is actually the guy who did our fabulous theme song. Yeah, I know we yeah. keep saying that, but like, I mean, come on. Yeah. We link him in every show. Like, you should check his music out. It's great. Yes, and he's about to release some new stuff. I think. Yeah. So, and he's so, a fantastic person with it incredible rune scholar knowledge like yeah insane insane right. and that's who we need yeah to decipher all of this now, um, <laughs> real quick because we're coming up on an hour i have not a dream like this not prophetic not a sign but it's a really crazy nightmare that i had when i was super little mm. before hurricane hugo came through the night of and i've remembered it to this day mm. so hugo was like 80 not 88 89 you're asking the wrong bitch. well I was, I was 85 so i'd have been super small and i remember this dream like i said it's not prophetic it's not whatever but it was scary to me and it's fucking weird and i'll save that for our bonus episode yeah because um that's not dream work that's just a nightmare and fucking yeah but so what i do want to say is Real quick, like, there are certain stones and things that you can use mm-hmm. um, to kind of aid in astral projection, dream work, all this other stuff. And yes. my go-to stone, Labradorite, is one yeah. of those powerful psychic spiritual stones. And Ava loves it for that reason, because mm-hmm. its properties help connect to the spiritual. But they also say, if you want a good night's sleep, don't sleep with Labradorite under your pillow or I, near your bed. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to go on a journey, put it by your bed. <laughs> Yeah, if you plan on doing uh, some of the guided meditations, which are fantastic, um, if you're not somebody who remembers dreams, uh, guided meditations are perfect for you. Yes. Uh, because it is a waking state of sleep. Yeah, do what Which I is did. super fucking limited. And I will find and that link to that YouTube. Um, yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a million out there, but this one like really kind of worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, like lavender is so good for relaxing and stuff but um mm-hmm. i would think lavender for me has such a strong connection to hecate spirit mm-hmm. i use it in every offering there's never been an offering since i started working with hecate and had no idea why up until that point i didn't really give a shit about lavender mm-hmm. and it was part of my offering i didn't know why i left mushrooms i'd read mm-hmm. honey i put honey out and then keys and it's mm-hmm. like But lavender since day one has always been part of my offerings and rituals, whether it's burning the little buds, whether it's putting it, you know, in the offering or in a bundle or burning it. Mm -hmm. So I think to me, like lavender is such a good connection for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, I've tried to do the wormwood tea. Um, you have that to, I have not tried yet. You can, so you have to be careful with wormwood tea. You can brew like the tea bag size. You have you're not going to buy wormwood tea bags, but you can make your own mm-hmm. or put it in the little strainer thing. You're supposed to let it steep for like fucking 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Get your honey ready because it is a fucking... lot of a lot of herbal teas. You have to steep them for a long time. Like right. I have one from uh, traditional medicinals. Uh, if y'all are feeling sick or feeling gross or whatever, because I know we're almost to the end of that hopefully but i know it's kind of weird out there right now uh they make some fantastic immuno support teas and like they have one called throat coat yes yes fantastic i think it's got like licorice and slippery elm bark and you have to let it steep for a long time and it's a little bit bitter but it works really really well i i love their stuff it's bitter as fuck 
Yeah. It'll be the most bitter thing you've ever put in your fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. So you really got to want it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like, don't drink more than like four cups a week because it like, okay. it'll start building up in your liver and you mm-hmm. have to have your liver have time to process it. We're not talking about, I mean, it's the whole absinthe idea of yeah. like that bitter and it's supposed to aid in like, it's one of those gentle entheogens mm-hmm. in that capacity, like using flying ointments, which if you're, we'll do an episode on flying ointments. If you're using those, make sure you get them from somebody reputable. Yes. Uh, most of them will contain things like belladonna, datura, poisonous plants that you do not want to ingest, that you don't want to have the wrong mixture with. Yes. Um, but if, uh, I've also seen that there are some interactions and stuff like that with antidepressants as well. Yes, you have to be careful of Yeah, uh, and I've also heard that uh, some antidepressants and uh, other uh, psychoactive medications, you will not get that euphoric flying feeling from a flying ointment. So uh-huh. you can slather your whole body in it, which is a terrible idea. Don't right. do that. But you will not get that feeling because of the medication yeah. you're and we'll on. And we'll go into depth about flying ointments on, and entheogens on another one, but... Mm-hmm. Um, these are just different things to maybe look into if you mm-hmm. would like help. Sometimes it's as simple as a little bit of relaxing and meditating before you go to sleep and mm-hmm. asking to be receptive. Some of that is like you can help certain things along to kind of open your channels, open your doors. Mm-hmm. However, if it's going to come through and it needs to come through, trust your guides, your ancestors, your mm-hmm. subconscious. Yeah. And sometimes, like I said, this isn't, it doesn't have to be a deity. It doesn't have to be your familiar demon. Right. It doesn't have to be a past loved one. Your subconscious, I believe, picks up on other energy shifts, mm-hmm. can be a bit prophetic or primitive, or not primitive, uh, <laughs> precog, mm-hmm. native. Yes. Ish. Yes. Um, <laughs> but what I mean is like, so your subconscious is picking up on the stuff that your conscious is not processing and not paying attention to, which is why scrying is supposed to like shut up the consciousness. Yeah. There's a reason Ava can come through stronger when I can zone out and push my consciousness aside. Mm -hmm. So these messages can come through and they might just be your, we'll call it higher self or subconscious showing you things it's picked up on like a intuition Mm -hmm. or a warning. So if you don't have a deity to work with, don't think you're not going to get prophetic dreams. If you don't have, the spirit guys or all this and stuff call out to them if you want but like also you can still do dream work with yourself mm-hmm. and i think that's important is sometimes you are the one who's showing yourself messages you've picked up on yeah. shifts and changes and things like that so i think that's we get into because we work with deities you know we have spirit guides we have ancestors all these things that show us stuff and mm-hmm. um we always want to stress like you're the witch you don't have to work with yeah. All of these things to have this stuff happen to you. You are the witch. You are the tool. You are the one who plugs in to mm-hmm. the other side. Yeah. Now, dream work, I don't have the same kind of warning that I give people when I'm talking about astral projection. Uh, anytime I've tried to astral project, I fucking make sure that, like, Ava would not let me just go out and about by myself. <laughs> but the idea is you don't want to astral project and leave your, where you have a tether to it open for things so you usually want to have but like dream work is different i don't think you're putting yourself at risk when you meditate and try to dream because you're you're still in your shell yeah your flesh prison you're still there and you're receiving messages and you're being brought to things but 
when we talk about astral projection, we'll talk about protection and all that. But if you feel like, oh, I, I might receive a scary message or something, I mean, you know, meditate before bed, ground yourself, wear an amulet, mm-hmm. um, something Ask that's protective. Ask for protection. Yeah. Yeah. If um, you work with other entities and spirits and things like that. Uh, you know, ask them for protection and say, hey, I'm feeling some weird vibes. Right. Black tourmaline, black moonstone are both really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, black moonstone would be fantastic. And it's so pretty. It is. It really is. I have a palm stone of it that I fucking love. Any of the, the moonstones, labradorites, feldspars are going to be great. Uh, amethyst is another really good mm. one. Uh, so amethyst, of course, is going to connect to, you know, that sort of like precog intuition that sort of thing uh but it also is supposed to dispel nightmares as well Mm. um i used that for a while when i was having some really bad nightmares the smoky quartz is good too yes for um protection and Mm -hmm. and honestly again you know use what you have Mm -hmm. you know like if you just have one plain little quartz point cleanse that bitch and set your own intention with it and right. say, you know, this is what I want to use this one for. Uh, if you're not into crystals, you know, look up what runes or or something is, is good for that. You know, I'm still super novice on, on rune knowledge and stuff like that. So I don't know which one right. would be good off the top of but my head. But there's got to be one or yeah. two or all of them. But I mean, there's there's all kinds of sort of ways to, to go about it. And mm-hmm. I, I think the dream journal is a good idea because... How many of us have forgotten a dream like so quickly? Yeah. Um, It's really important to document as much information as possible. Um, One tip that I actually got from our favorite person, Cindy Brannon, uh, was actually to make like an audio file because sometimes actually having to wake up and look at that bright screen or, you know, write something down sort of pulls you out of it. uh So being able to just sort of sleepily like speak the words into an app or like a you know a sound voice memo type right. thing like a digital recorder or yeah. a voice memo it, super, it helps and you know you're just able to say and, and do as much and you're still in that sort of liminal space so you're mm-hmm. able to recall more yeah and then that way you can go back and add it into your dream journal or whatever mm-hmm. which is a really fantastic idea i think i've done that once or twice yes i've definitely done it at least once but then I lost the file. Uh, I vaguely remember what the dream was about. And I wish I still had the file, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So make sure you're backing up your shit so it doesn't get lost. Right. <laughs> but that's why, you know, I like the idea of having the voice memo and then g- going back and being able to listen to it and write it down in your journal or make notes of it somewhere so that that way you're able to go back into your book of shadows or if you have a specific dream journal like I do, you know, you're able to go back and say, huh, so this is what happened and kind right. of put it back into perspective. And maybe there's like an overarching like theme you're missing, but mm-hmm. um, I don't think when you try this, like don't just dis- get discouraged if you're not getting all these things like right away or, I mean, it's something that, if the message is going to come through, it can come through, but it's also one of those things where you have to work on building that connection with your subconscious or mm-hmm. your intuition and building that. So I think there's like, you know, don't, like I said, try the guided meditation. If you're meditating and you fall asleep and you can't remember your dreams, try that guided meditation. Mm-hmm. Try. There's ones where you can do it waking. There's yeah. ones where you can do it right before bed, like mm-hmm. you sl- go to sleep go in with that so uh i know cindy has done a couple uh she did one recently that i think i tried that did really really well and i actually had dreams 
after the fact. So it was a really good way for me to sort of open that door to be able to have the experience there. But not only that, because I was still in that headspace, uh, because I did it shortly before bed, but I still had to go, you know, take a shower and do all that fun stuff. Even after I had gone and done all that stuff and actually went to bed, I was still having an experience yeah. and, and things. So Oh yeah, sometimes you open a door and it's like, there's a couple things that have been waiting in line for you. So Yeah. Um, but that's good. We'll put that in the notes. We'll link that. Um, I'll get that YouTube video linked. Yeah. Uh, because we have the Discord now, you don't have to worry about commenting on Instagram posts, which we do still want you to do. Yes, please. Um, and still email us your stories. If you have dreams, we want to hear about them. But Discord is like a great place now that you can bounce ideas off other fans that are listening to this and have the same reactions mm -hmm. or the same feelings or questions. Um, yeah. And we're on there a bunch. We're trying to be. So, um, yeah, just put messages out. Go on there. Find the appropriate channel. And then, <laughs> you know, start like talking about your dreams. And maybe like we can open up a dream channel if that's something that you guys want to see or if it's just mm -hmm. something you want to talk about in the general chat room area. Yeah. But, um, well, this is also something that I, I consider a form of divination as well. Yes. So I divination would, would be a good channel. Yeah. To put so it you in. could put it in divination. Um, there are lots of different ways if it's about like a specific like other or deity or something like that, you know, if you want to put it into, you know, the old ones channel, you can put it there. Yeah. On that note, I think scrying is like a waking form of dreaming. I think so. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it uses the same processes because like I said, I think it's removing that bridge or creating a bridge and removing the walls mm -hmm. that keep your conscious from letting your subconscious shine through. Yeah. I mean, if you feel like scrying a little bit before bed or it's just, there's so many ways I think to go about and it's not going to be, it's not going to work for everybody. Mm-hmm burning the lavender or using lavender oil might not work for everybody yeah um mugwort is an, also another yes. great one too. Well, i was gonna say if you were the one i think her name is erin the one who won ava's incense and dark mm -hmm. empowerment incense for the giveaway from like yule or whatever that is like full of wormwood and mugwort and all kinds <laughs> of shit so it is nice very potent but that might be something good to like burn in a small amount Mm -hmm. get yourself in that mindset or do the guided meditation. There are some resin incenses, I think too, that are a little bit psychoactive as well. Is frankincense one? I can't remember. Maybe. But they're also really, uh, it was like frankincense or myrrh or um, copal or one of those is a little bit uh, psychoactive as well when you burn it. So that's another good one, right. which is why it was used all the time in temples. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're not saying this is going to make you trip balls. It's not like taking shrooms. It's not like smoking weed or whatever mm -hmm. it's a very like subtle clearing calming thing like these these things aren't going to make you trip yeah. you're not going to drink wormwood tea and start hallucinating you might if you're super sensitive to it that's true but you're going to put yourself in a more receptive kind of you know place because it's kind of like an altering substance mm -hmm. and you know don't go you know make sure you're like testing a little bit and stuff don't knock back three glasses of wormwood tea and then find out you're fucking allergic to it yeah and if um, you're taking any uh medications please 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 check interactions google things if you're unsure don't risk it there's so many safe alternatives to doing yeah. dream work like meditation don't feel like you can't achieve something that you have to like you can do it without drinking wormwood and all this other shit right. um like i said we want to hear from you any dreams you had or like mm -hmm. tips 
put them on Discord. We're trying to get people over there for like active conversation. You can't yeah. really do that on Instagram. We don't want to go through Facebook to do it. Yeah. And I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a learning curve a little bit, but it's not, it's not too bad. It's you sign up, mm-hmm. do the invite. It's free. And I want to stress that enough. Like we're not having people pay. This is free. Mm-hmm. This isn't something you have to pay for. Jump in. There's an introduction page. Just say, hey, I'm so-and-so. and Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. yeah. Or if you want to go on there and lurk and read stuff if you're not comfortable in sharing yet. But um, we do want it to be like a, a soundboard and a forum message mm-hmm. board for our listeners to interact with each other, get to know each other. Some of you have interacted with us before, whether you're a patron or not. Uh, and there are rules. Go look at those. <laughs> uh, we won't put up with fucking gatekeeping and bullying. and. But you should already know that by yeah. now. Just don't. <laughs> Don't be a dick. Yeah. If you're a dick, then you're out of the fucking Discord. Yeah. So it's simple. We talked about doing a live stream mm-hmm. on Podbean, which I'm not sure yet if there's webcams or not, but either way, there's audio and there will be an ability for people to jump in and mm-hmm. chat with us through te- like, you know, a chat page mm-hmm. while we're doing it. Or I think you can have people kind of like call in. There's probably like a number. Yeah. We'll get all that worked out, but... We thought, oh, this is something cool to do since everybody's quarantined right now. Yeah. Maybe we'll pick a Saturday in between episodes where we just have just us all shooting the shit together. Mm-hmm. We'll start announcing that. And I think the best way to do it is to go to our link in our Instagram description or our Podbean channel. Mm-hmm. Get to Podbean. Just hit follow. I know that might not be your listener of choice. You might use Google or Apple, whatever. But just go to Podbean. You can download an app. You can do it on the website follow us and you'll get notifications it says Mm -hmm. when we do live streams and so we would like it to have people jump on and just hang out with us uh and instagram you can follow us we have a twitter trying to keep up with that um no we're not (laughs) i'm trying i am trying um very poorly um but we're sorry we're not twitter people no we're instagram people we're not facebook people so much because that's like gatekeeping troll city Yes. Our Discord is like invite only. So, you know, we are going to gatekeep the Discord a little bit because we're gatekeeping the dicks out of it. <laughs> if that makes sense. We're no, bouncing. That's terrible. No, that's terrible. We're bouncing bullies and we're, dicks we're out of the Discord. We're not gatekeeping. We're setting boundaries. Be- yes. We're, <laughs> there is a salt circle, a chalk circle around the Discord. It's a yes. safe space for anybody and everybody. Oh, our email is cursecast at gmail.com. Yeah. For anybody who wants to send us ghost stories, dream stories, um, ask us questions. If you can't figure out where we're telling you to go and you need an invite, send us an email, send mm-hmm. us a DM. We will send you an invite directly so you mm-hmm. can get in there because this yeah. is important. We want the coven, the community. We just talked about how people feel like their community is slipping or being taken over by these narcissists or whatever, cult leaders. Share, I mean, share memes. Share, we have a place to share pictures of your animals. Mm-hmm. And I know we're really plugging this, but we want to get that out because not everybody knows what Discord is or where it is. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from somebody who had no fucking clue if you've listened in the early episodes. <laughs> so uh, until next time, guys. Wash your damn hands. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Listen to CurseCast. Cur- yes, listen to us. And we hit 10,000 between the last episode of this one downloads. Thank you guys so much. That's fucking awesome. Can't wait for our next 10,000 more. Mm-hmm. Um, still working on giveaways. Still working on merch. Bear with us. Things have kind of got shut down now. So A little bit. It's um, not as easy. If you're waiting on decals for Patreon, we'll get them to you. 
um, when I can go to a store <laughs> and get more <laughs> envelopes and stamps and not worry about coming into contact with vectors. That's what me and Tamar started calling <laughs> like, what up, Vector? Um, just everybody's a possible infection waiting to happen, so yeah. keep your six feet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye. Cursed is a bi-weekly podcast produced by Bones McWilliams and Cricket Word. Editing by Bones McWilliams. The theme for Cursed is Voice of the Trees by Sun and Moon Dance. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or at sunandmoondance.bandcamp.com. Follow Cursed on Instagram, Twitter, and become a patron at patreon.com slash cursedcast. Listen to Cursecast. Yes, listen to us. Listen all over again. Um, yeah. Listen to them backwards. There's a super secret satanic message if you do. Um, <laughs> you it's know, Ava. But, yeah. <laughs>